You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are live on the bet 1430 in Denver. Uh, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time and Eastern Time, so 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, we bring in our guy Eli Hershkovich to talk some college hoops at Eli Hershkovich on Twitter. Eli, what is top of mind for you on this Monday morning? Illinois, Drake, not covering the spread finally, <laughs> as expected, as we warned people, or tonight's card? Well, I would have bet Illinois State yesterday, but you know, for the 50th time on this show, we can't bet Illinois teams in this state. So I would have taken the Redbirds plus 19 against Drake, but can't bet it because of the laws here. Um, but yeah, I mean, just going back to the weekend, college basketball, Alabama, I obviously high on them, have a title feature on them at 90 to one. You do as well, Joe, that sucked just from a betting perspective. I took the tide at a yeah. pick. It opened plus one against Oklahoma, Oklahoma without one of their best players, arguably, arguably their best player, their best uh, score leading assist getter and Austin Reeves, Alabama just didn't play well in the first half, turned the ball over a lot. Shot well in the second half, but too little too late. And Oklahoma dominated the offensive glass. They had a ton of second chance opportunities. Alabama really slow to get to the basketball off of those missed threes from Oklahoma. So, you know, I, I overall over the weekend, three, three and once, not a bad betting weekend in college basketball, but that loss kind of stung. You know, I'm curious, Eli, I, you know, we got a new, a lot of new listeners now in Denver and Colorado, and we're getting more listeners on the radio.com app and listen via podcast. Why do you think, because it was interesting what John said, why do you think the Blue Bloods aren't that great this year? Like, it's kind of crazy that it seems like all of them, the same year, Duke and UNC and Kentucky and Kansas, what is going on? Are they just getting too many guys that leave school after one year and then they're, the new freshmen aren't ready? Yeah, like a mix of that, Ross. It's a good question because – Kentucky and Duke more so than Michigan State. Spartans are another situation, just kind of uh, apples and oranges. But Kentucky and Duke, a lot of freshmen on that team. So in a COVID season like this where, like, let's be honest, guys playing on the road, like Duke plays at Miami tonight. They've gone through two uh, two COVID tests already. That's a lot mentally to go through them uh, before their last two games for Duke, beating Georgia Tech and Clemson at home. Both pretty big wins. They struggled a lot in, in, in a conference play and not conference play. Uh, and you think about Kentucky, very similar thing. A lot of freshmen on that team, BJ Boston, Brandon Boston, uh, supposed to be a, a top 10 pick in the upcoming NBA draft really hasn't improved his jump shot much and hasn't adjusted to the college game. So overall, like for Michigan state, a little bit different. They lose their starting point guard, Cassius Winston, one of the best players in college basketball over the last two years, they don't have a point guard. But if, if they had a little more time, A.J. Hogard, their freshman point guard, probably gets a little bit more comfortable in college basketball with more non-conference games. So it really has a lot to do with 
guys not being able to adjust, especially younger players in a season like this, where it's, I know it's a cliche, but it's so unprecedented. And these kids are going through a lot uh, for them to be 18 to 22 years old. Hmm. It's interesting that, um, you know, it takes any basketball college basketball observer. They'll tell you how there are two teams playing at a different level right now. But um, I, I'm wondering and probably overreacting, but what Ross mentioned about the traditional blue bloods, do some of these kids like they want to go to to the new hot team? They're more interested in playing for Gonzaga or go into Baylor. The tradition of Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, those schools don't mean as much to them. Yeah, maybe more so Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs, the highest rated recruit in Gonzaga history, is playing for them. One of the best freshmen to come into college basketball this year. So not really Baylor. Like those are a lot of guys that whether it's from Juco or lower tier recruits, uh, blue, uh, you know, blue chip guys that really overproduced um, at this point. And they've really developed like Baylor is one of those programs that can, that has great uh, player development. And we've seen that with Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell, like John just mentioned from ESPN, Macy Oteague, Vital, like those are guys that weren't supposed to be this good. And they have another Guard coming off the bench from Presbyterian, Adam Flager, a transfer from this past season that is probably going to be that next year at Butler, that next Davion Mitchell. So it's more so the likes of Gonzaga, Joe, like that gets a five-star that normally wouldn't go to Gonzaga in past seasons. Yeah, I, I guess the last one on that, Eli, before we get into your bets for tonight, um, you know, I am very familiar with recruiting, especially big-time college basketball recruiting. And I know what it takes to get some of these kids. So I guess my question is, how many of these top recruits is Gonzaga getting, and are they doing what it takes to get some of these kids? Well, I love how Dylan has the college basketball expert lower third scrolling, because maybe you can answer this question, Ross. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Mark Few. Like, just from a just from a blue blood standpoint, like, that's one of the best coaches in the country. So it's taken to this point, but you think about – Past seasons, yes, Rui Hachimura wasn't an elite five-star recruit that was getting recruited to the likes of Kentucky and Duke, but still a, a very good uh, player coming into Gonzaga. So you get those kind of blue-chip guys and maybe upper-tier, upper-echelon blue-chip guys, and then, and then coming into this season where Gonzaga is going to be an elite-level program, also they got to transfer in Andrew Nemhard from Florida, who in, in unlike past college basketball seasons, these guys are now all eligible. They don't have to go through the waiver process because it's such a weird year that, that uh, the NCAA just decided to let them play. So you get the likes of Nemhard and Drew Timmy, who's developed behind some of these elite bigs for Gonzaga that they've had in the past, like Ahachi Mora. So it's, it's gotten to this point with Mark Few that even though you're in a conference like the WCC, he, he schedules, like Gonzaga schedules the elite of the elite programs in non-conference play. When you get to conference play, Gonzaga hasn't been tested. So that's my biggest worry going into the NCAA tournament. I know that's cliche in its own right, but I don't know what Gonzaga is going to look like against the, uh, you know, potential five or a four seed like a Florida State that we've seen in previous years. So uh, it, it's really, it's come to this point, just overall back to your original point, Ross, that you you have an elite coach, you have a program that's built itself up into a title contender every year that a five-star says, yes, I'm going to be a one and done, but I'm still okay with uh, playing for this program. The BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here. And our guy, Eli Herskovich, he's the executive producer, but more important than that, he's our resident college hoops expert. Eli, give us uh, top of the card. What intrigued you the most about this evening? 
I'm going to be on Miami. So we're going. To, we're not going to go in chronological order. I'll give you my bet for tonight, first and foremost. I'm going to be on the Hurricanes. I'm waiting for this line to get to 11 and a half. It's sitting at a juice Duke minus 11 on points bet minus 115. And uh, it's minus 11 and a half at other books. So I'm assuming at points bet, this line's going to go up to uh, the Hurricanes plus 11 and a half at home. Duke is just overinflated in the betting market right now, coming off the Clemson loss. And that's just a bad Clemson team and inept offense. Yes, they have Amir Sims coming off the uh, over the weekend where Duke just smashed them at Cameron Indoor. But Clemson gives up a lot of three-point attempts. They give up a lot of uh, three-point makes. And Matthew Hurt was dominant in that game. Uh, only put up 13 points. But again, that's what all Duke needed. And he was really efficient in the first half. So when Duke needed to put away Clemson, they did just that. And the market is overreacting to these last two games for Duke where they, they beat Georgia Tech. They probably got some favorable calls late in that game. 22 free throws. And then... Against Clemson, they just dominated a, a bad offense overall. Miami does not have Chris Likes. They're really banged up overall. They lose one of their best three-point shooters in Cross, who left the program. But just from a market standpoint, if Miami could score inside, which they should be able to, their big their their bigs down low really hasn't been affected by guys that have left the program and and guys that are out like Likes and and Timberlake and McGusty throughout the season. So Miami has a size advantage in this game, despite all those factors. And getting what we're talking over three possessions in a college basketball game of the market is so high on Duke. I will be on Jim Laranaga's team, even though it's, again, Miami's really struggling. They lose to Wake Forest over the weekend. I'll be back in uh, the Hurricanes. Eli, what do you have on Oklahoma, Texas Tech? I will tell you that this <laughs> is probably going to be my lightning bet later. So Ooh. choose wisely. Well, I kind of want a little bit more of a tease because I, I want to know which way you're leading here just a bit. But uh, the the line has gotten to the point where I think the market is just spot on on this game. At points bet, it's Texas Tech laying seven. Oklahoma with three straight wins over top 10 programs over the last, what, two weeks. So it's I don't want to say it's unsustainable, but when you're without Austin Reeves, when you're without Williams, one of their better backups um, this season, it's tough to say that. Like I'm, I want to back Oklahoma coming off a, in a potential letdown spot where Texas Tech, yes, Texas Tech got lucky against LSU on Saturday. Red Raiders on a 12-0 run, 12-0 run in the last minute of that game to come back and not only come back, but cover. They were three and a half point favorites down seven with a minute left and covered that game and won the game by five. Just an incredible backdoor. Thomas Casale had it on BetQLU, uh, BetQL's first ever college basketball betting podcast. So shout out to Tom there. But I think the market is just spot on on, on this game. Um, I don't think Oklahoma is going to be as efficient as they were against Alabama. That was more of a lack of effort for Alabama. Texas Tech, a really good offensive rebounding team. And they have somewhat of a size advantage in this game. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma, I guess, from a height perspective, they're about even. But Texas Tech is a much better rebounding team at both ends of the floor. So I, I, I think the market's just on point with this line. And I think McClung has a big game. That guy's been absolutely dominant in conference play. The Georgetown transfer, one of the most explosive scores in college basketball. I'm not going to bet it. Maybe this is a live play where if it's a two-point game at the half, I'll be back in Texas Tech. But no pregame bet for me as of now. Ross, you should have seen it on Saturday. They do the live periscope, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time. BetQLU, if you follow BetQL app on Twitter, Eli's going to do this with Tom Casale every single Saturday morning, about an hour before the games get going, just hanging out at his mom's house in, in his old bedroom. Like it was just classic. Was My classic sister's bedroom, to be fair. My sister's oh, old bedroom. Yeah. Your sister's old bedroom. Correct. Now, it's why bigger not than your mine. room. 
my, hers, hers was bigger. So thanks for putting that graphic up from college. Jeez. Uh, but- <laughs> it's amazing. That picture is amazing. And every time Eli says a word, I want that picture up. Every time. The yeah. only request I've ever made on this show. The best, I love it. The best part is I could manually take it down from my end. So, no, it will not be What's wrong going with that up. picture? You, that's, Eli, that's the best you've ever looked in your life. That's from, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's from seven years ago. How much time, Jake? How much time? 30 seconds, guys. Let's wrap up the segment. All right. Oh, yeah. He, he's got to run. You're lucky we're on a network now. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker. This is BetQL Daily.